Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. In issues of racism, there are going to be some who will say, why don't you stick to preaching gospel? The social, political, and economic concerns have increasingly encroached upon the minds of those who should know better. The real transformative work in a nation is the transformative work of the gospel. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. With fear and much trembling. It's the Wretched Radio mail call delivery bag Q&A infotainment nationwide extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. It is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. Oh, this is Wretched Radio. Absolutely honored that you'd send, frankly, anything, okay, almost anything, to idea at wretched.org. Stories, sermons, articles, questions, comments, conundrums, snarks, idea at wretched.org. Jimmy, before we jump in, I have such exciting news. Oh, you do? No, seriously, I do. We've been encouraging you to check out Dr. Greg Gifford's Transform podcast, Biblical Counseling, where he talks through issues. Mm -hmm. Um... Wow, y'all, you you are. Hundreds of people have subs- about seven hundred people subscribed in the first four days. Wow, that that is a lot of folks committing to. Yeah, this was good enough to listen to every single week. I want this into my feed. If you didn't listen, please visit whatever your listening device system thingy is. The Apple, Google, Spotify business, and check out Transformed with Dr. Greg. Gifford, I've got some more good news. Uh-huh. We have been encouraging you to consider sending Bibles, MacArthur Study Bibles, to our brothers and sisters in the Philippines who attend Master's Academy-led churches. Master's Academy out of Master's Sem in California. Indigenous pastors that went to Master's are now equipping local pastors to rightly divide the word. And their people don't have Bibles, let alone MacArthur Study Bibles. And we've been partnering with TMAI to do that. We're halfway to where we want to be. That's huge. But we'd like to send about 5,000 more Bibles because we think that's the need to get us to a total of 10,000 Bibles. Uh, They're not as cheap as just a Bible that are printed well, they last a little bit, but these are Bibles that are MacArthur Study Bibles. They're bigger. They've got a better binding. They've got a better cover because of the humidity in the Philippines. So these things are going to last. So excited that you joined that desire to send Bibles to our brothers and sisters. So salute and thank you. And if you'd like to join, we're halfway there. Just go to wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible. Was that good enough news for you? That was some great news. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's a funny thing, money, <laughs> because we think of it as filthy lucre. Well, no, we make it filthy. It's not in and of itself. It, it is a root of all kinds of evil. So we like, yeah. And then when it comes to giving, because there's so many prosperity hacks out there. I j- Jimmy, that list you sent me of the top 100 compensated pastors? Yes. The top guy was making how much a year? Uh, over $7 million. <laughs> I guess it's good to be in the prosperity preaching <laughs> business. And so we hear about money, and it's like, ooh, and yeah. 
But just think of all of the brothers and sisters who gave so that our brothers and sisters in the Philippines that will probably only meet in eternity could have a Bible. We should celebrate that. Inflation. I'm sorry. I'm waiting to be built back better. It doesn't appear to be happening anytime soon. Money's like it's expensive now. And, 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 and making ends meet. And yet God's people give. And I'm not saying that at this moment to encourage you to give to. Let's just celebrate that. Let's rejoice in that cool wall. And incidentally, we're not the only ministry. There's just a ton of them. And God's people just give and give. And that should bolster us, not cause us to blanch. Idea at wretched.org. All right. We start with William. Who says, Todd, should a Christian man and woman be best friends? Hang out together when no one else is around? (laughs) Would it be a sin? No, I don't think so. We're assuming, of course, both parties are believers. Is it wise? No, I don't think that it is. It's fraught with temptation. It, 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 the, the observation of onlookers could lead them to believe that there's shenanigans there. That's that's why when I, I hear about couples, they well, we, we don't sleep in the same bed. We're just living together. Okay, well, I'm glad you're not sleeping in the same bed. But when people watch you walk out of your apartment together, they don't assume you're sleeping in separate rooms. Even when you say you're sleeping in separate rooms, our testimony is important. What the world thinks, it is important because it works. It isn't, it, but it works with evangelism. That people see our lives and go, they're different. There, there's, there, there's, there, there's nothing seamy going on there. So is it a sin to have a boy or a girl as your best friend? No, I just don't think that it's wise, though. And furthermore, heart entanglements and if expectations aren't clearly defined in that, a boy and a girl spending time together should be, in my opinion, when they're unmarried, for the experience purpose of seeing if they're compatible, if each party qualifies to even consider, might I want to get married to this person? Now, what if you're married and you want to have a girl as a best friend, sir? Really bad idea. Really terrible, awful. Can I say it's a sin? I could probably get a little closer to saying that because your wife should be your best friend. Please send whatever to idea at wretched.org. All right, this one comes from Mark. Todd, if you had five minutes with Elon Musk, what would you say? Would you consider yourself to be a good person? (laughs) Do you think you kept the commandments? Have you ever told a lie? Witness to him. He doesn't know the gospel. Jordan Peterson doesn't know the gospel. I do the same thing with each of them. So if you have Elon's number, I'm happy to call him. Just send it to idea at wretched.org. All right, and this one is from Jessica. Todd, I have a question about baptism and how it relates to communion. Is it necessary to be baptized in order to take communion? This will sound radical. Once again, got to be careful. We don't make a law where there is no law. But when you look at the order in the book of Acts specifically, there is an order of how things happen. You will not read an instance of somebody gets saved, taking communion, and then waiting for the jacuzzi to be filled so that they can get baptized. Consider the Ethiopian eunuch. There's some water. Let's go. Let's get on it. And that, for a long time, was esteemed, that's your first act of obedience, not participating in the Lord's table sacrament, but first you get baptized because that's the Lord's first commandment. And if you didn't do the, obey the first one, you couldn't participate in the second one. Now, there are some churches, too, that make baptism 
Uh, that is a prerequisite for membership. Now, I wouldn't get like legalistic, if you will, about, well, wait, you've got to absolutely be baptized before you can become a member. If I were pastoring, oh, 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 well, there's a thought that would make your eyes cross. If I were pastoring and somebody came, they presented themselves, they want to become a church member, their testimony was sound, they hadn't been baptized, but they were going to do it in two weeks. Would I forbid them from becoming a member? No, I wouldn't get all uptight like that. But I do believe the pattern that we see is get baptized, become a member of a church, then you could celebrate communion. Would I make it a law? Well, we only see it described, not prescribed in the book of Acts. So at this moment, I guess I wouldn't be willing to go that far, but I sure would encourage it. And if you haven't been baptized, rather than me just telling you, get baptized, which I'd like to tell you, ask the question, why have I not been baptized? Do I have legitimate reasons for waiting? Now, I understand there could be some health issues. I get it. But you should have an urgency to get her done. It has been said that if you don't obey Christ's first commandment, it is unlikely you're obeying his other commandments. So ask yourself, why? What is it? Is it the embarrassment? I, I, I've always thought this about baptism. Why this ceremony? The world looks at it like, are you people freaks? And maybe that's what's keeping you out of the jacuzzi. I don't want to look dumb. I think that's the point. <laughs> it's a statement that goes, yep. I'm done with what the world thinks is cool. I'm submitting to Jesus Christ. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This is from Heather. Todd, does God restrain or withhold his love and mercy towards sinners when they are in hell? Oh, wow. Wow. He's pouring out his wrath, and yet they receive none of God's benevolent love. They, they will not experience any of that. That's only for his children in heaven. But does that mean that God just hates those people? Well, unless we can figure out some way that the passage from life into death changes God's heart of love for the world. Remember, there's a general love for all people, but there is a peculiar love for those who are in Christ. Unless there's something about dying that changes God's, well, all right, I'll say it. Somebody could potentially tag me on it. Unless that changes God's attitude or his feelings or his character and nature, it seems that I think it's reasonable to say, yes, he still loves them, but they just they don't get to experience that. Instead, all they get is God's wrath. Because if God didn't still love people, uh, it seems that it would change his nature of being the God who is love. Do I have that straight? Why don't you tell me by sending your thoughts? And I love it when people do that. To idea at wretched.org. This is Wretched Radio. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, 
MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas? To learn more, visit wretched.org pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org Bible. If you happen to miss the debut of the Transform podcast with Dr. Greg Gifford, here's what you missed. If God revealing himself is transformative, well, then how do I practically see God? The good news is you can listen anytime you want at transform.org slash podcast or any podcast platform. Brand new episodes debut every Saturday morning with Dr. Gifford tackling issues that we all encounter, but using only the Bible as the salve. It's biblical counseling. It's transformed, and it will take you from brokenness to wholeness. Transformed and all of our resources are only possible because of the generosity of our gospel partners. I encourage you to head over to wretched.org slash donate if you're not already a Wretched Gospel Partner. That's where you'll find answers because I know you have questions. That's wretched.org slash donate. And don't forget to check out the Transformed Podcast with Dr. Greg Gifford. Anywhere podcasts are heard. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Basil of Caesarea was a bishop of Caesarea in the 4th century. He was a defender of orthodoxy and wrote several important works, proving the divinity of the Holy Spirit and refuting the Arian heresy. Most importantly, he introduced the Trinitarian formula, describing God as one being and three persons. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And as long as I'm challenging you... This is Wretched Radio, posted a video on the YouTube machine a few days ago, encouraging you to have victory over your besetting sin by repenting, including the component of promising God you won't do it again. (laughs) That's kind of a scary thought, precisely, and that is why I think there's power in promising God. You know what, Lord, I've been doing this thing now for too long. I'm done. And I'm committing to not doing this again. I promise I won't do this again. It's really, really hard to break your promise and participate in your besetting sin. And some people said, hold on a second. There are some problems with that. I love that sort of engagement. Received really nice emails. The posts on the YouTube machine and Facebook machine, super polite, very cool, which just 
thrills me <laughs> to see Christians in a loving community saying, well, you, you're not going to, you know, you're, you know, you're going to fail. So don't do it. I get that. But at the same time, we probably wouldn't use that reasoning with our spouses. Honey, I'd like to commit to being faithful, but I just think I'm probably going to break it. So I can't do that. You go, no, no, no. You, you commit. Should you sin and stumble or fall? You repent lickety split, but you still make that commitment. Other people said, oh, no, no, James chapter 5, no swearing by heaven or by earth. So you, you don't promise God those things. Well, hold on. First of all, I suspect you promised God you would be faithful to your spouse till death do your part. So we, we, we are making vows, but that's kind of secondary to the primary understanding that the Bible, it actually endorses vows. If you look in Numbers You'll see several vows, Leviticus vows offered. The, the Mosaic covenant was cut with a vow of the people. Yes, we promise to obey. Furthermore, Acts 18 and 21, we see Paul with his Nazarite vows. So what was James after? What was he, what was he on about when he said, don't swear by heaven or by earth? I, I think it's the same thing that Jesus was about. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. You don't need to swear. Your character and the words that represent what's inside of you should be of such um, truth and integrity. You don't need to swear because that's what was going on in the first century. Jimmy, uh, I'm going to be, when we're done with this, uh, uh, we're, we're going to, oh, I know what, we're going to record those wretched minutes. And I swear by heaven and by earth, by my mother's grave, Jimmy, I'm going to be there. Okay. You'd go, well, why don't you just tell me you're going to be there? Bingo. That's what James is saying. I would like to challenge you again. If you're struggling with a besetting sin, get alone. Talk to God. Confess your sin and say, Lord, I want to be done. And I'm going to promise you, I won't do this again. Give me the strength to do that. And then run the race and you see if that promise doesn't have power. And if you still disagree, send it to idea at wretched.org. All right, this next question is really hard. Mr. Friel, this is from Jay, who wants to know, I just called you Mr. Friel. <laughs> he called you Mr. Friel. Sure, too late now. <laughs> uh, Todd, a new coffee shop has opened in my area that people are raving about. However, it's owned by a Catholic cult. Should Christians frequent businesses that profit false religions, even if it is a coffee shop with delicious gelato? I, <laughs> delicious gelato. Absolutely, you can go. No, I, I, I don't think we can engage in commerce with any pure business. They, they, just, they just don't exist. Now, there can be varying degrees, and if your conscience troubles you, don't do it. If you feel like it's a direct contribution, then, then just abstain from that. But as a rule, I would say that we are allowed to do business with rotten people. You're not spending the money on the cult. You're not supporting the cult. You're doing a business transaction. You're receiving a product for your money. And you are not liable for what they do with it. The same thing is true for all organizations, all businesses, and even where you work, unless you are directly participating in evil. If the company for which you work is giving money to a rotten organization, that's, that's on them. It's not on you. Idea at wretched. Dot, what kind of gelato do they have and where are they located? Uh, anyway, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> Isn't it all? 
<laughs> All right, this is from, well, this is from Anonymous. Todd, how do I get my in-laws to stop blaspheming around my child? Mm-hmm. We've asked them numerous times yeah. to stop, and they continue. Yeah, that's that's rough. It's 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 time to get more earnest about it. Now, I, I don't know where these folks are at in the process, but I, I think it's a process. I think it starts out gently. It can even be light, and then it can increase in urgency and even intensity and even in warning You'll, you'll figure it out as you go. But, hey, mom and dad, you know how we've talked to you about blaspheming around the kids? The reason that we're sitting down to talk to you about it is to express how urgent this is for us. We we, we don't like our kids to hear this. Now, I, I maybe you disagree. I, we get that. But but this is our little covenant union. And, and we're responsible for training up these children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And you're not contributing. You're detracting. And so we've asked you politely before. Now we're asking you, please stop. Will you commit to doing that? See, making them say a little promise right there. And let's say that, yeah, 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 but they keep doing it. Then then you, you can dial it up and you can figure out the degrees. But ultimately, it can end with, mom and dad, we love you. We want you in the lives of our children. Please stop blaspheming or we have to put this relationship on a timeout until you can promise it won't happen again. Please stop, or you'll be forcing us to withdraw our children from the blessing of spending time in your presence. We don't want that. I know you don't want that. Will you please honor that? And then, mom and dad, you have the authority and the responsibility to your unit do it in a way that honors father and mother, but you still have the ability to say you, you, there are just certain rules in our home. Just like there were rules in your home growing up, there's rules in our home, and we're the authorities here, and this is the rule. And pray like a nobody's business and send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. And this is from Jalen. Dear Mr. 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 Friel. My mom is planning to move out on her boyfriend. They're unmarried. They have a child together. They're not Christian and have no inclination to reconcile. If she asks me to help her move out, would that be me approving of her sin? Yeah, that's tricky territory. And there's all kinds of configurations that are similar to this. You've got a child who is making a sinful decision and says, hey, can you help with this? If you are participating in sin, I I think you have to say, I'm sorry, I I can't. Now, this is this particular situation. It's a little tricky because they're not married. They're not believers. So I think at best you could say you've got a child together. You've been cohabitating. you should be married. And if I help you to move, which I would normally love to do, which may be an outright lie. So you determine if you actually would care to help them move. I happen to be busy the day that they're moving. So I can't. Otherwise, I'd love to. But if I participate in that move, I'm endorsing your sinful decision. I can't do it. If if there's something I can do for you that doesn't participate in what I believe is a really bad sinful decision, I'm there, mom. Love you to pieces. But I just can't participate in a sin and give you the impression that I, as a Christian, am okay with it. Now, you might disagree with that. That I, I, I get that. 
But we need to make sure that we understand we want to keep the peace as much as it is incumbent upon us, as much as we are able to. But there are going to be times even inside of our family when standing for Christ, standing for righteousness, standing for truth, it's going to come at a cost. And so maybe I answered that question right or wrong. I might be wrong, but I'm not. But it at least encourages us to remember there's going to be times when we're going to pay a price for being followers of Jesus, because after all, that is what he promised. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Anonymous again. This is another Anonymous who wants to know, Todd, how do we go about witnessing to an unbeliever who is incredibly hostile <laughs> without becoming sinfully angry ourselves? <laughs> well, first of all, if somebody's really becoming hostile, you can flee. Now, that, that would be casting pearls before swine. You, you're, 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 they attack you. So you, you don't have to stay in something where your life is in danger or your person could be harmed. How do you keep from being angry? Well, I think a couple of thoughts. Number one, when you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one that got hit. They might be coming hostile because they're being convicted. That could encourage you. Furthermore, when you've got yourself a hostile, angry atheist, a real fish shaker, consider the fate of the ungodly. This individual is going to be lamenting, not listening to you in hell forever. And finally, I would say, consider the banquet to which you are inviting them. Compel them to come in. This is a banquet. I'm not telling you to move into a monastery or a convent. Come to the banquet that Jesus Christ himself is preparing and serving. And the only in invitation that you need to respond to is repenting and trusting in Jesus Christ. Please come and maybe those thoughts will keep you from getting angry. This is Wretched Radio. This is Rented Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. The administration of Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida has blocked a program from being taught in Florida high schools. Reports in the mainstream media, of course, are suggesting that the move was uncalled for and that the state hasn't pointed to anything that they object to, but state officials say, not so fast. But state officials say, not that fast. But state officials say not so fast. They're blocking a new high school AP curriculum from the schools because it revises history and includes CRT. So let's hear from this reporter from Canada. 28-year-old Bridget Klein Simpson has identified as a woman for years and she wants to get into better shape, so she went to the Body Works gym for women in Parksville for a membership. Saying, sorry, we made a mistake. You're not actually allowed to be here, but you're more than welcome to use the co-ed facility. I was devastated. I mean, there's really no other word for it. Well, I can think of a whole lot of words for it, but as you might imagine, Bridget is really a guy. Well, Hasbro has released an updated Clue game with a diversity makeover because that's exactly what Clue needed. LGBTQ representation. And the tone changes a bit now because we move to a story that personally affected me. Harvest Church in Germantown, Tennessee is mourning the loss of several church members who died in a tragic plane crash earlier this week in Texas. Harvest Church identified the victims as the church executive president, Bill Garner, church elder, Steve Tucker, and members Tyler Patterson and Tyler Springer. Tucker was reportedly the pilot of the small plane. 
Harvest Church's senior pastor and friend, Kenan Vaughn, is the only one who survived the crash. He's currently reported in stable condition in a Texas hospital. Please pray for Harvest Church and the recovery of Pastor Vaughn. A Christian man who shared his ex-gay testimony in a Maltese internet interview now faces criminal charges in what is believed to be the first of its kind in the world. The 33-year-old Matthew Grinch was invited by PM News Malta in April of last year to give his testimony and share just how he became a Christian, which involved him leaving behind unwanted same-sex attraction. During the interview, Grinch asserted that according to the Bible, homosexuality is not an identity as we make it nowadays. Following the interview, Maltese police charged Grinch with violating a new Malta law that makes it a crime to advertise conversion practices. What a world and time to be alive. Now illegal to talk about victory over sin. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. First and Second Chronicles traces God's unfolding plan from Adam through the Babylonian captivity. When you wonder what God is doing in the world, Chronicles shows us this pattern. He is calling a people to himself, placing them under the rule of his king, and preparing them for worship. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, look who's on the telly already. Thank you for calling Wretched. Question, comment, conundrum, or snark today? Snark. All righty, fire away. <laughs> no, I just want you to clear up what you previously answered about the... Uh... No. Why? <laughs> I know what you're going to ask. I can't. <laughs> you can't clear it's it up? It's a big muddled mess is it, what it is. It is. I, I, no, I hope I didn't shake my fist and go, this is the way to do it, because I understand the complexity of it. Right. Just thinking probably... You're, you're referring back to the, should the son help the mom who's shacking up with a guy she's not married to right. help her move out? And right. if that were the only dynamic, I'd go, absolutely, she's living in sin. Get her out of there. But they have a child. Okay. So yeah. I'm thinking, you're thinking, which is a very scary place to be. <laughs> now, wait a second. You're, you're extracting her from a sinful arrangement. Wouldn't that be good? True. I get the power of that argument. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I don't think that somebody should feel racked with guilt if they go one way or another. I, I, I would say that the issue that makes it not as clear as the child, they have a child together. Throughout history, you will see even sometimes universal agreement. If a young couple, not married, does the procreative act resulting in the procreative fruit, you get married. Because you, you basically are. Now we're just going to formalize it because you've already done the marital act. Now, would I be, yeah, I'd probably be pushing in that direction. Take the responsibility. You made it. You already made a decision. You already did the thing that only married people should do. And now if you've got this consequence, you really ought to get married. In fact, well, like, let's see if I'm willing to go a step further on this. Jimmy, you see where, where you land on this one. Young couple, they are doing the procreative act. They're not married. She doesn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Would you tell the young man, to, you're done, propose to her? 
that's that's now the right thing to do. Would you do that? I, I think so. Yes. Now that will get complex immediately. Right. Is, is she saved? Is he? Is yeah, it unequal? So, like these these things are complex, and I think being pastoral demands. Well, let's not be too declarative, and let's not shame somebody if they make a decision. Maybe you wouldn't. I tend to lean toward. I don't think you should help her, but I would encourage her. Let's go find a justice of the peace and get you married and do the right thing and have this thing codified in front of witnesses and the law so that you are now living in a configuration that is not sinful. Please do the right thing, if nothing else, for the sake of your child, because I think it's the kid that makes all the difference. (sighs) Cleared it up, didn't I? Clear as mud. Pretty definitive there. Would you <laughs> like to comment? one 282 Mr. Creole. Or is it Mr. 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 Creole? No, it's Mr. 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 Creole. Anyways, it's hard to point out that not only grammar matters, but punctuation also matters. Because Jesse Duplantis would say, you are God, G-O-D-S. While John MacArthur might say, you are God's G-O-D apostrophe. Dude, that's brilliant. Punctuation is just as important as grammar. Dude, that is so funny. <laughs> that, that ought to be on a shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that, what, what's the one? A grammar matters. Right. Let's eat grandma. Let's eat, comma, grandma. <laughs> grammar saves lives. <laughs> grammar saves lives. <laughs> this could be on a T-shirt. Punctuation matters. You are gods. You are apostrophe esca. Well, you, most people probably wouldn't get that. So maybe not a million dollar idea. You wear what you want to and call 1 282 beep. 1 282. Hey, Todd, listen to your podcast almost every day. Cool. Psalms 130, verse 4 says, But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. You talk a lot about law and grace, and I think we need to be reminded of that often. I thought this verse sums it up well. There are a lot of them that do that. The difference between law and gospel, oh, I'm telling you, our ancestors made a much bigger deal out of it than we do. And if we do not recognize the distinction between law and gospel, then we might be inclined to believe that President Joe Biden was right when he spoke at Ebenezer Baptist Church for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Listen listen to this clip. I have this because we just posted a video about this because the law gospel distinction is so crucial. The president is about to tell you this is this is the gospel. No, it's not. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, law. and all thy soul. That's a law. And love thy neighbor as thyself. Law, law, that is not gospel. Easy to say. Easy to say. Apparently not. But very hard to do. Do, law. But in that commandment, in my view, lies the essence of the gospel. Wrong! The law's a schoolmaster to lead us to Jesus. We get chased from Mount Calvary to Mount Sinai. And then its authority is done, and now we are underneath the rule of King Jesus, and we willingly and happily obey laws that have no power over us anymore. We obey out of love, but they can't condemn anymore. The laws that is contained in this bumper sticker sentimental statement that the world seems just love everybody the way you want to be loved yourself. 
That's a law. It's good, but it's a law. The gospel is you don't keep the laws. You need Jesus Christ. The president, of course, wouldn't know this distinction because he's in the Roman Catholic system. Well, I mean, he says he is, or it's a workspace system. If you'd like to see our video on that, you can find it at the YouTube machine. But he didn't stop with saying that love the Lord your God. It's the golden rule is the essence of the gospel. He tossed this in. And the essence of the American promise. Hold the phone. He's a Christian nationalist. Oh, no. He's blurring church and state. He's bringing the Bible into polity. I'm sure MSNBC jumped all over him for that. <laughs> 1-877-282-BEEP. 1-877-282. Hey, Todd. You just did a discussion on what you thought about the new international version. It's about the legacy standard version. Oh, the, that's the new one, right? You know, uh, I only have the initial one that came out or did I was at the master's Academy and they had the legacy Bible. This is the one that has come out of master Sem grace community church. I, you know what? I, I haven't read it to be able to say like, wow, I'm sure it's excellent because of who produced it. I'm just, the reason that I'm sticking with the NASB use the legacy. If you want to jump ship from whatever it is that you're reading to legacy, uh, that's a fine choice. The only reason that I'm not going to be doing that personally is because I'm just so used to NASB. Hmm. And when I, even when I read the ESV, another excellent choice. If you read that, rock on. I'd encourage, I would endorse both of those. But just for, after having read the same translation now for, oh, oh let's just say decades. Just, not ready to. And and I think that I've got, I'll tell you what, you've challenged me, sir. I'll go read it. I'll, I'll, I'll go read it. So thank you for that. I will go find out just what, what distinguishes it from the NASB and the ESV. It's a good translation, though. I am sure of that. Mr. Creel, I got a question. Since Christ's sacrifice was the only thing to take away our sins, and he's the only way to heaven. When an Old Testament believer died, and the animal sacrifices were not enough to take away our sin, were they able to go to heaven? Or did they have to wait until mm. Christ's sacrifice was made before they could go there? And if that's the case, where were they in the meantime? That's, see, that, that's a great question. There would have had to have been a third place. <laughs> we don't see that in the Bible. We see heaven, we see hell. The New Testament tells us when you die, you're absent from the body, present with the Lord. I don't think the covenant switch changes that immediate transaction. But how did that, then how did it work? How did they get there? If Jesus hadn't died yet, they believed in the promise. We believe in the fulfillment, but we are both believing in Christ. They had a shadowy understanding every time they slaughtered a lamb, and that happened a lot. It was a regular bloodbath in the temple. It was because that was pointing. It was a type. It was a shadow of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So they were believing in Jesus. They were believing in a sacrificial blood sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, those lambs only represented it. That's why it's Yom Kippur. It's the Day of Atonement, Qatar or Kafar, if you prefer. It's a day of covering. 
But those sacrifices of those lambs, they can't forgive sins, nor can bulls, nor can goats. It takes Jesus Christ. So the Old Testament saints, they were saved the same way that we are. But having said that, consider the privilege that you and I have of knowing that the Lamb of God is Jesus Christ. Consider, do you think those Old Testament saints, wait a second, there's a book that like tells me what he said and what he did? And I can read his words and not hear the musings of men shoving words into the mouth of Jesus that they've chosen. I can actually read the Bible. They would be thrilled to bits, and we should too, but make no mistake about it. There's only one way to be saved, pre, pre-cross, post-cross, Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 106 clubs. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Hey, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. Well, mark the date February 1st in your calendars because that's when season two of Transformed is set to launch. Season one, of course, was a hit and you don't have to be very smart to realize why. It's because biblical counseling works. The Bible has the answers to all of our issues. Depression, anxiety, OCD, addiction, whatever malady you happen to be facing at the moment, biblical counseling can and will solve your issue, not just slap a secular band-aid on it. Season 2 of Transform is coming February 1st, and of course it's only possible because of your support. Actually, the support of our gospel partners is what makes everything around here possible. We couldn't do any of this without you. So, would you log on to wretched.org slash donate now to find out how you could become an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel Partner. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives? That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing when she got here. It was just, oh my gosh. Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched.
has given the church many gifts for the building up of the body. One gift is administration, the spiritual ability to guide, govern, manage, and correct. Church leaders are charged with keeping the church on the biblical path. As God has given that charge, He has also provided the gifts which enable us to fulfill that charge. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You're going to ruin my perfectly good mood. You can turn signs. You know you love us. Straight from the big guy. We know just what he'd say. Like, go maybe come down there. So then we put it on the freeway. Two, three, four. I got a touch Nice. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. You're driving down the street. You see a church sign and you think, well, that's wretched. One eight seven seven two eight two. I got a church sign for Sir Todd, Mr. Friel. Huh. A man wrapped up in himself makes for a small package. Okay. All right. It's a convicting sign, and I like convicting signs. Might not be one I'd put up, but at least they're swinging in the right direction. Mormon church sign. Not a church. Wait a minute. Do those count? Amen. Anyway. Well done, brother. This one says, what does God want for Christmas? Look in the mirror. <laughs> we just want just because we're the gift to God. Whoa, is it? That used to be, you think you're God's gift to women. That used to be a pejorative. Now it's a church sign. I, I Didn't we hear that too, by the way, from Pastor Unhitch the Old Testament? What does God want for Christmas? He wants you. You're the reason for this. That was it. You're the reason for the season. No, actually, no, we're not the reason for the season. Jesus is. Church sign. The manger was the first king-sized bed. Ba-boom-ba-bingsky! Accurate, but worthless. I think this should be, this should be, this is an ecclesiastical law. See, this is one of those times when having church government that is authoritative, in my mind, seems appropriate. Here's the law. No more puns. No more punny church signs. Please. And by the way, Jimmy, we're still playing Christmas signs. Just getting to them. That's because <laughs> you mean there's more of these? Probably. All righty. Church crime. Settle in with Jesus. Welcome home. Settle in or snuggle in? Settle in with Jesus. Welcome, Welcome home. Settle in with Jesus. Welcome home. I have no idea. Church sign. Church is like jello. Oh no. There's always room for more. No, there's not. Even jello has its limits. You know what? If you, maybe maybe this. Come and discover our theology. It's like nailing jello to the wall. That would be a good, at least an accurate church sign. When it okay, wait a second. What's like jello? Church sign. Church is like jello. There's always room for more. Okay. All righty. I think that falls underneath punny. That was a crime, which you just heard. Hey, Todd. Church sign. Come here on Sunday to get a faith lift. Faith lift. Pun. Violet. Jimmy, we need, I bet if we went to like home, no, not Home Depot, to the the, the, the Staples. Maybe they, we could use like a, a waiter or waitress. Do we call these people that anymore? The 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 food... The food transportation experts that come to your table to deliver your meal. We get one of those pads, and you just write pun violation. 
We find them. So when you call in with the church line, you give us the address. We will send them a ticket. <laughs> Happy to do it. Church line. A true friend is one who thinks you are a good egg, even if you are half crap. Jimmy, you got the. Can we order these on Amazon? They could be delivered before you can turn around. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a big pile of tickets. Church line. Come join our huddle before the big game. Oh, it's another. What is it? What is it with all of these puns? Who sent out this memo to churches saying you need to post something punny? Church sign. It's Lego, not Legos, you clowns. <laughs> well, that's actually not a church sign. It but could it be. Probably should be. Who? <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Osmond's it church, was. it might be. Uh, that was Jim Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he's determined to have the last word. <laughs> he is. Hey, kids, pick up your Lego. No, no, all of them. Well, then why didn't you say Legos, Dad? <laughs> That's right. Well, because Jim Osmond posted a church sign. Church sign now opens between Christmas and Easter. Well, yeah, yeah, and at least, well, look, let's look on the bright side. At least the church is open for Christmas and Easter as opposed to the churches who closed for Christmas. I understand the conundrum. I get the family stuff, but this, in my estimation, is one of those opportunities to say the assembling of the saints is the highlight of the week. The assembly, Sunday, okay, I get it, once a year. It's a sweet time. The kids wake up. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care. Presents. They made the special cinnamon rolls, which my wife, oh, she makes some cinnamon rolls. Wow. They're made out of like the poppin' fresh dough. So they are, they're better than Cinnabons. That's right. I just went ahead and said it. They don't make you sick to your stomach like Cinnabons. Here's the question you should ask when you're walking through the mall. Not, honey, should we go get a Cinnabon? Honey, do we want to have a stomach ache for the rest of the day? That's really the question. So it's a special time. You're all gathered together and you got to rush it. You got to time it. And then everybody has to go to church. Which is the more important activity? That's been resolved for us. The assembling of the saints is the most important thing we can do any day of the year. And to forsake it for a reason of convenience for family, because the nation puts such pressure on us to turn it into some sort of whoop-de-doo. Uh, I just think that we're saying the wrong thing when we close church on Sunday because it's Christmas. Here's a slogan for the new year. Lord, increase my love for thee Great. in 2023. Okay. Did you like that? I knew you would. <laughs> I can't tell which way he was dripping with that sarcasm. Can you figure that one out? Church time. Jesus turns the sunset into dawn. Yes. Yes, he does. Jimmy? Yes. Now that we've already got a church sign law, I think some new legislation. Okay. If it's kind of like a play on words even, which is dangerously close to being a pun. So there's going to be levels to the violation. Oh, sure. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to get rich off of this. I'm just telling you. Happy New Year, Handsome Jimmy and Todd the Fox. Okay. 
Wow, that hit weird. <laughs> the, sorry, I know it's not New Year's, but we're just a little behind with beef talks. Yeah. So that sorry for the dated nature of this. for you without the Messiah. Life's just a mess. Oh, but okay. That's is that a pun? But that's that's definitely the ticket of 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 lowering Jesus. The Messiah has come. Otherwise, life is a mess. I uh, guess. Oh, see what I did there. Church sign NRA doesn't sell arms. Planned Parenthood does. Oh. 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 On a church. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, that smacked. The the only reason that I would hesitate putting up a very convicting sign like that. Now, look, I I I love the sentiment. I I mean, I don't love the sentiment, but I love that it's like, hey, plan. Our government gives money to people who do sell arms. The NRA just promotes that we get to bear arms. Is that somebody might think NRA and they just automatically get turned off by it because I love the conviction of that. Signs that are convicting, even taking a poke at the world. Ooh, excellent. Church sign. Do you believe in Jesus? Even demons believe in Jesus. And tremble. Okay, I don't have... Fine by me, Jimmy. You got your pad out for that one? No, that that one. Made it. Lost time is never found. I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> then there's no commentary necessary from me. Church signs straight from the big guy. No inflation here. Salvation is free. Okay. What about the what did the big guy have to do with that? I think he was talking about the, the church sign intro. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I got a pitch. <laughs> now that I've jumped that hurdle, sorry. Church sign straight from the big guy. I got it. No inflation here. Salvation is free. Okay. Okay. All right. I, you know, see, here's your problem though, sir. With your, with your understanding about inflation. Um, when we were told that we're going to build back better, um, what it meant is we're going to build back better prices that make it hard for people to make ends meet so that they can rely on the government more. And if you just understood that, you wouldn't have such a problem with build back better and inflation. Church time, oyster roast, January 14th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oyster roast. People need to know. Trump Stand is like a credit card. Enjoy now. Pay, pay later. later. Good financial advice on a church sign. Exactly our role. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.